You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, we are Blighty Day Fiancé. We are late in the week because it's Mercury Retrograde and all our equipment blew up for days on end. But hey, we're here. Um, We're going to do something a little bit different this week. Um, We're going to get straight into the meat. No housekeeping, no nothing, because we're going to go, 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 go. But I'm Robin. She's Michelle. Say hi. Hi. Good. And right. Inky's here too. Inky's here too, snoring and smiling. Uh, Tiggy's going to be outside barking along. You're going to love that. That's going to be delightful. Um, last time we did an omnibus, because that's what we're doing here, right? 90 mm-hmm. day toe and before the 90 days, we're going to do them both. We did mainly before and a bit of toe. Yeah, that's right. So we were going to do it the other way around this Let's time. Let's flip it around. Let's flip it around. And no intro. No chitter-chatter. So much to get through. I did ask in our last episode whether listeners would submit something that we can celebrate that's outside the realm of hatches, matches, and dispatches. Not that you would ideally be separate celebrating a dispatch. Depends. Um... Yeah, all right. We can do that before we get to the meat. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Now, this person contacted me on Instagram, and they didn't give me a name. Um, but hopefully, you'll recognize yourself out there in the world. So, uh, we're going to call this person Sam. Hey, Sam. Because we're not sure if uh, they're right. male, female, or non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um. At 31 this year, I finally found a job I enjoyed and saw myself at long-term. It was reception for a vet ER, seemed suited to my neurodivergence. Anyhow, I've got a distended gallbladder in need of removal and had to leave Toronto to move back in with my family in a rural town I'm sure is more boring than Darby. Sam said it, not me. It'll be removed in October. Yay! What, the town? 
Plus, I've managed to pay off some debt that normally went to a very overpriced room and commute. Bored out of my mind, but if I had kept working, I'm not sure I'd be alive. Mm, that's worth celebrating. We celebrate you. We celebrate you, Sam. We celebrate that. We're going to have a reveal. <laughs> we're not going to have a reveal, but we're going to celebrate it. Keep um, keep those coming, please. Things that are yeah. worth celebrating um, that are not a hatch, a match, or a dispatch. Um, so, uh, for, I'm sorry that I have to spell this out, but just in case I do, and just know that I'm waging a thousand wars at the moment, I'm dealing with new medication. I am trying to keep a bulldog away from the celery sticks that I keep eating because I'm constantly hungry but on this new medication. I want the crunchy food. Um, Ape. Yeah, I'm really, I am doing my absolute best for you all. Hatches are babies, matches are weddings, dispatches, use your imagination. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are we ready to go? Is <laughs> to, it okay to, if to, I... To, 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 to. Who do you want to start with? So this is called Tales from the Crypto. Mm -hmm. The official episode description is Holly makes a discovery about Wayne's finances. Sure does. Kenny faces a decision about his future with Armando. Sure does. Brandan loses patience with Mary's insecurities. Mm. Kirsten considers an ultimatum. Ultimatum. Should we get Kirsten out the way? Oh, God, please. All right, so... <laughs> I thought we had... I thought, uh, as I thought did we I. packed her off on the next plane to Holland land. That's um, right. And no, neither that. So Kirsten goes to meet her blonde friend, one, one of many blonde friends. Sure. Uh, whose name escaped me. At a windmill, they're going to pick some tulips. <laughs> yeah. Um. And they're going to everyday make... life in whatever village town she lives in. Yeah, in the exactly. Netherlands. They're going to ride some bikes mm -hmm. and smoke smoke some very cheap hash. Yeah, presumably. Um, Put their fingers in dikes. All of the cliched, awful things people say about Dutch. People. Chowing down on some stroop waffles. Wish I could eat stroop waffles. They are so good. Are they good? If you do, they make gluten-free stroop waffles. That is a great question. Mm. What's the name of the? It, it's the Dutch version of Tiger. Oh heavens! Isn't Tiger? No, that's Danish. You're talking yeah. about Flying Tiger, the homewares. Flying um, Tiger, yeah, yeah, Dutch one. Oh, 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 oh! It's like Helmut or something. Oh, or do you Helm? mean Hans Olsen? Is it Helm? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Look, there's a, <laughs> it's there's go a Dutch somewhere. store. That it is going somewhere. There's a Dutch store that sells um, really cute little toiletries and just nice travel items and little gifts and stuff and candy and okay. puzzles and fun things. I, I believe it's called Helm. Um, I think I know what you mean. There's one at Victoria Station. Yes, they're mostly at train stations. Near from the my very famous toilets. That's right. That's a blast from the past. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so Kirsten is going to meet her friend. Mm -hmm. They're picking the tulips. They're riding the mm -hmm, bikes. Mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. braiding each other's hair. Mm. And they're basically having a conversation about 
whether Kirsten is going to give Julio any more time because it turns out that he's not coming in three months, I guess. Yeah, things seem to have even changed since she got on the plane. Like the way he, I don't know if I said, the way he left her at the airport, that pinky promise thing, it's a little bit like you're saying goodbye to like your three-year-old nephew or something. He's just been annoying the shit out of you all weekend. It's like, yeah, I want to be your favourite uncle. but (laughs) I've never seen a blow-off more blowier than that right and so but (laughs) But blow off means fart right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh oh goodness you've done it to me do you see how awful it is now you've done it to me it's really bad i don't know where i was going um but i got the feeling like there even then he was like it'll be three months right and like probably the moment she like the plane lands she turns her phone back on she gets the text welcome back to such and such your data plan is this second message that comes through is from him going did i say three months (laughs) i meant six but maybe not he really annoys me he's like he he's like a fuck boy craig david wow are you saying that craig david is not a fuck boy could a fuck boy have written Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes he could. I met this girl on Monday, uh-huh. took her for a drink on Tuesday. We were making love on Wednesday and on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, chilled on Sunday. Good Christian boy. Um so Sabbath, you can't be making love. Well, it's not our Sabbath. It's Craig David's Sabbath. You don't know that he's Christian. I do. Anyway, no, I totally agree. Look, this relationship was already dead in the water. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been saying the same thing every week, and this is no different. The fact that she's even entertaining an eight-month deadline is insane to me. I think you it did- got to a year. I think it even expanded in her head to, like, the ultimatum had to be, like, if we're not together within a year. And I'm like, how far are you going to push this? This is ridiculous. Like, ladies and gentlemen, when you get dumped, the first trick of being dumped is realizing you've been dumped. And the problem is, a lot of people are really bad at being dumped because they want to be liked even when they're dumping you. But when someone dumps you, you know you've been dumped. And you can lie to yourself as much as you want. But she was dumped. Yes, she was. Yeah. He just didn't have the guts to do it. But she knows. But because it wasn't technically said, I think she knows. But it wasn't technically said. This is like, some men do this, and I'll admit I've done it myself in the past. You act like such a dick, they dump you, right? It's a tactic because you're too much of a coward to do it yourself. So you detach, you ghost a bit, you're a little bit meaner than you otherwise would be. They get annoyed with you, they get bored, and you get to be like, oh, well, if you're not going to be nice, and they go, and then they dump you. I don't think I've ever done that. Mm, that kind of negging during a relationship. Like, negging before a relationship might get you the relationship. Negging during the relationship is a passive way of breaking up with someone. I'm trying to think of, like, the meanest... I mean, I've been mean in relationships before. Shocker. But the fastest ick I've ever gotten... 
I can't remember how I broke up with him. I think I just came back here and didn't tell him exactly when I was leaving. It's a passive breakup. I think it was one of those. It's a passive yeah. breakup. Yeah. Um, but then he wrote to me some months later and said, you're the reason I went to therapy. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'm really, no, I mean, you should have gone to therapy a long time ago. You had a lot of problems. Don't think he meant it like that. He didn't, but no. I took it as a compliment. Yeah, you should. Um, anyway, good luck. Godspeed, Kirsten. If you want to find another Julio a little bit closer to home, come to... Throw a waffle. you hit five of them. Throw a waffle. Uh, on any Friday night in East London and you'll hit about 12 yeah. Julio's. Yeah. Doesn't even matter where you go. Big, or what you call them. Big bridge and tunnel presence there in East London now, isn't it? Bridge and tunnel? You know how in New York, and t- t- people will come for me for this. Oh, is this like a Jersey thing? It's not just... New Jersey. It's okay. it's Connecticut and the outlet basically anywhere that isn't Man- Manhattan or the immediate surrounding boroughs. Yeah. So back when it was affordable to go out <laughs> yeah. in, in Manhattan. Yeah. You know So whole tri state, even like Delaware. I mean too far out? Is that too far? Yeah, that's a little too far out. Right. But I imagine our equivalent would be sort of like Welland Garden City, okay. um, Essex, okay. you know, the, the home counties coming into London for a Saturday night. Yeah, it's the other side of the home county. So anyway, 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 um, this relationship is dead. It's now officially dead. It's becoming a Monty Python sketch. Um, and they don't seem to realize it's dead. Uh, but it is dead. The relationship is dead. But we will continue, I think, to, you know, flog this dead parrot for several more weeks. I get the feeling. I really couldn't. No, I think they're being jettisoned in favor of the oddly, let's say, sculpted yeah, couple maybe. who we saw in the preview. Well, let's see. But I was just really surprised to even see this. I was like, I thought it was done. Yeah, me yeah. too. Zombie plotline. Um, anyway, on to a river cruise with Kenny and Armando. Mm, we finally get to see the uh, the location for their little wavy hello, which yeah, we've had all season. Fun. I was like, oh, where is that? And now we know. Um, that was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, again, I feel like I'm... I feel like this is so close to the same question that we are wrestling with minus the, the age factor, because you're still well within a reasonable amount of time to, I'm very broken though. Have a child. (laughs) Um, I think Kenny's in better, better zest than me. Sure. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but now, it, bearing it, in mind this is the omnibus, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't need to go into things in massive, massive detail, right? And I think most people watching it are going to pretty much have the same reaction. But I just wanted to raise what I said to you when we were watching it, right? And then feel free. But I, why can't, like, Kenny is, ex- sorry, Armando is expecting Kenny to have a kid when he is 60, mm-hmm. right? Why can't Armando realize that 
therefore he should be able to have a kid when he is 60. At which point, I hate to say it, there's every chance that Kenny might be out of the picture, or soon thereafter. Well, because if Armando and Kenny stopped talking about having a baby, then Armando would have to examine the unexamined part of his subconscious that has not even begun to deal with the unfathomable tragedies of his past. Because those tragedies were very quickly followed by other tragedies, like his entire family disowning him, essentially, or rejecting him. So he's had to deal with that. And maybe there's been some progress, but now he's got to do the really hard work. And having a baby is not going to fix that. That is a bad reason to have a It's not going to fix it, but it's going to provide a sufficient buffer between Armando and the stuff that he doesn't want to think about. I believed him 100% when he said that he felt like in some way he would be bringing back the child that he lost. And those are all things that I, those sentiments are all things that I deeply, deeply sympathize with. It doesn't mean that it's the right decision and it doesn't mean that that's the best decision for your relationship or for your family. The hard thing to do Exactly. Yeah. The hard thing to do is face up to what's really happening. It, what, are, what are you looking at? It's driving me crazy. Your eyes are darting back and forth. Just riding the levels. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, Kenny FaceTimes Madison or Cassian or Cassia or Radisson or whatever yeah it was one of those i'm pregnant i know you look pregnant (laughs) yeah like the second she came on screen we both looked at each other and went up the duff i don't yeah i think he already knew i'm sure he did i'm sure she told him like the second she was even yeah considering it yeah look i don't know where this can go this is just I think you can make campaigns and campaigns and campaigns, but unless you go to therapy and try and work this out for real, you're not going to come to a solution that either of you are happy with. Am I talking to us as much as I'm talking to them? I might be. (laughs) What I will say is that if Kenny is, you know, fit and able to have a baba at his current age he will also be fit and able to have that baba in a couple of years after armando has addressed these issues sure or armando can have a relationship with someone else after kenny's not in the picture whereas i am like a ripe fruit rotting on the vine (laughs) sure um let's go to holly and wayne oh boy i think they look they got the title they're the titular couple this week, right? Mm-hmm. They were the meat of this one. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. So, that house was horrific. Um, I am a huge fan of the Australian soap opera uh, Prisoner Cell Block H. And it reminded me of Cell Block H. Like, it felt like the houses were so on top of each other. Like, there's a secure gated community, and then there's a prison, which is also a secure gated community. And it's like, it has a pool, but it was more something to drown yourself in than live in. I hated that house. 
I didn't care for it either. <laughs> it was just grim. I just, I, I can't get the measure of that neighborhood or that city no. at all. No. I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. No. In I, the slightest. I feel that where he is now was nicer than that place. Mm, I don't know about that. But I don't know. I don't know what's outside and everything. But this over-indexing on security is, it's, I don't know. I'm sure it's all true. I'm sure there are, you know, there is a lot of crime and it's like scary and stuff. And then it's like, well, why are you there? I'm not seeing, again, this is one of those relationships where I'm not seeing any love, affection, need for each other. He just wants to get laid. I think you're oversimplifying. I... I tried to look at this through a compassionate lens. Okay. All right. And putting aside the aesthetic aspects that bother me, that make it genuinely hard for me to fix upon them while they're on screen. You mean that that she looks like Samara out of the room? The hair. You said that, not me. I don't. I don't like long hair like that. I think hair is creepy. I don't know if you all know this, but you can grow a tumor that has that is made of hair. <laughs> yeah, you can. But you can have so hair and teeth yeah, and yeah. bone are are made of the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So I had a tumor once. I had a Tumor once that I was told could have hair or teeth, and I've spoken to people who have had tumors. Yeah, yeah the yeah. whole idea. Yeah. It fortunately mine went away on its own. It didn't have to be removed. But so I also, um, if you're really feeling sinister uh, and you really feel like you have a high barf threshold, then Google tooth child. <gasps> tooth child. Um. Yes. So bones, teeth, and hair can't do it. No, thank you. Uh, I mean, I want all of those things. I need them to survive, but I don't want to, I'm not interested in, in looking at them all the time. No. Um, so uh, that is very much my problem. Okay. I'm owning up to that. Uh, I don't particularly want to gloss over the, the, what has been reported to be a cocaine necklace, that she's wearing. Yeah, um, well, you know, it's it a Lana Del Rey thing, right? I, I guess. Uh, it so might just she be might a, just be a fan. Who knows? Sure. Who knows? It might just be a piece of jewelry that it she might likes. Just be a piece of jewelry. I don't see her. She doesn't act cokey. No, she if doesn't I can act say cokey. That. She acts somethingy. I don't know what it is. I think that there. I think there's something that none of us are seeing. And I wonder if it's... Or or something's being kept from us. Or something's been kept from us. I don't know if it's a chronic pain issue. I don't know if it's a neurological problem. I don't want to speculate on other people's medical issues in particular. Or some kind of deep trauma that we haven't really heard of. There's there's something, right? She When she runs out of that place... She carries herself, behaves... And speaks like a 13-year-old child. And she is she reminds, in her early 40s. She reminds me, and this might be an awful thing to say, and I'm just going to put an edit point here in case we don't want to say it. Edit point. She reminds me of a survivor of the 1980s porn industry. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? Say more about that. Well, the way women were just horrifically abused for a time, and I'm sure it's still the case, but there was a time when there was no ethical porn, right? Um, and... I wouldn't restrict that to the 80s, by the way. No, no, no. I mean, look, goes certainly 60s, 70s and stuff. But though it was, it, I, I think, you know, and I'm not an expert, but things got particularly extreme and unpleasant. Have you seen After Porn Ends? No. It's a documentary on Netflix. Um, again, Strong Stomachs, uh, Strong Stomachs Only, um, and please use discretion. But that that covers... Um, both the 80s and the 90s, which I think on some level were even worse because of the, I think that was the APAC, it was sort of the the last of the direct-to-video era, but it was the Mm. time when women had the least amount of agency, and Mm. most publicly it was, um, I guess... I guess the emblem of all of that, or the apex, rather, of all of that, and the emblem, was the Pam and Tommy sex tape. Okay. Um, Just this idea that women had absolutely no agency over what they were doing. Um, The money was all made by the production companies and by the actors and by the directors and producers. And yeah, lots of really sketchy stuff was really sketchy. And you had like, and again, this is not an area of, of expertise, but you had like people like was Max Harcourt. Are you familiar with that? That kind of that genre of porn around that time, which was very much about making women suffer. Yeah. Right. And and I've certainly seen interviews with survivors of that kind of era, and they all have that same affect. I'm not saying that that's her story, but she reminds me of that. She reminds me of someone who's had all power stripped away from her and is very twitchy now because of it. I wonder if... I don't know what her story is, but I, I feel there's something. I wonder if part of her story was leaving the faith for a period of time and then coming back to it, leaving Jehovah's witnesses and coming back because. Yeah. I mean, again, maybe she had a, an experience where her agency was taken from her and she suffered and was humiliated. It's just, she has that air of someone who has suffered. She, she does. And yet she has none of the, it's, it's almost like she has none of the self preservation that might come with that you know there there's no instinct when it comes to um for example you know she just runs into the middle of the street in a place that she doesn't know and she's mad at him for driving off but i sort of thought and not to blame the victim but i but I mean, I am a, why are you doing that? I am a big fan. Were it not for the fact that I, I'm a little worried about her, I love a scene where someone just runs off with her arms flapping in, in the foreign country. <laughs> it reminds me of... Um, who was the guy who did it? It was in an Asian country a couple of seasons back. and he's like, Oh, Paul. 
That well, wasn't no, in an Asian country. That was Brazil. No, Paul famously did it, right? Yeah. And then there was the Gargamel the, run. The Gargamel run, and and then of course you had the uh, the mugging, right? That's all incredible stuff, right? No, I'm thinking of it. It, it was ah, it was the guy who like moved in kind of with the family and oh i'm being really people are shouting people they all know who i mean it doesn't matter but he did a across the road i love those they're always fun ran off down an alley that is it's just weird that because i have absolutely no idea who you're talking about. But I'll, it, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't because, matter. Because... I'm fond of them usually, but this time not so fond because I'm worried about her. I've made the conscious decision that every time you do that, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. going to shut down and zone out until you reach a point where you're ready to move forward. <laughs> yeah, let's do and it. And I think that's the right thing to do. I think I'll so. tell you where I went this time around. Was Gargamel a monk? Because he sort of dressed like one, I didn't believe he? Gargamel was a monk. He certainly wore the, is it called a habit for a monk? I don't know what it's called. Hmm. He had the the rope belt. Yeah. Right? I think it had a hood. It was kind of Benedictine-ish, right? Yeah, and he was bald, right? Are you sure? The the tonsor. Um, Yeah, no, I think Gargamel was a monk. What would that make Asriel? Asriel... Asriel's an interesting one because I always thought of him as, you know how there's in 70s and 80s and even before that in Disney cartoons, there's always, there's always a sort of secretly but not so secretly gay character whose role is to kind of be winking at the audience. Uh-huh. Like Salem in Sabrina. Correct. Right. Well, Salem is the Salem is the Alpha and the Romeo of yeah. of of secretly we but not secretly gay sidekicks. We are not cat people, right? No. But Salem and Azrael are both guys. Yeah. They're guys. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the I I was I was struck by the difference between Wayne's demeanor when he sort of confidently mentioned that he blew 40,000. I've made an investment in crypto. I could be a millionaire next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you could. What did, what did you make of, of that sort of like devil may care cavalier attitude Versus the tears streaming down his face when he lost something he could not replace. Um, when were the tears streaming down his face when he lost something he could not replace? After Holly left. Did he, he have started a cry? crying, yeah. I, I didn't particularly notice his emotion because I don't believe he's really capable of any. Um, I mean, like, oh, the bulldog's eeping. Do you want to come and sit on my lap? I've never seen a face so frowny. He thinks I'm in a meeting. That's what it is. I'm sitting at my desk. He thinks I'm in a meeting and he needs to join in. Having a chat. Having a chat. Um, Yeah, look, no sympathy for him at all. Awful person. Horrible story. I, all I want to say is, given her Samara-like hair, 
when she was offering to help out in the plumbing company, I thought she would start a new Wells division. I thought if I if she wanted to go to work with him, if it was like take your wife to work, I would be like, great, I am never getting that hair out of the drain <laughs> ever again in my entire That's life. That's what her hair looks like. It looks like, you know, when you get like a drain snake. Do I know what? <laughs> yes, I'm familiar. Hello. Not just digging around in the plug hole, but when you get one of those snakes that goes like, you know, yards into yes, the Yes, Robin, we've been, <laughs> we've made use of. Maybe of, that's how uh, he met her. Maybe he pulled her out of a drain. He might have. Yeah. That probably I feel like been... I'm being mean to her. And I, I actually don't want to be particularly and like you said before the kind of bruises on her that there's something very unpleasant something's about this something's something going on yeah. and we're not getting the the whole picture yeah. um next in stark contrast to that are brandan and mary yep well she's got the abrandanment issues this week they seem to take it in turns yeah, I mean, I, I'm i a little upset with how this narrative has been presented to us because I think it takes, and again, I am not saying that there aren't victims and perpetrators of coercive control, but... Yeah, but one in this one, one of them plays coercive and one of them plays control and they, they switch, right? It's... It's the most, this is an overly used word that I try to avoid wherever possible, but this truly is a toxic relationship. It's built on toxicity, isn't it? Yeah. It is literally like um, Chernobyl. They've built this relationship on poisoned land. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, forget it. it. Yeah, it's, it's. It's not okay. But so I love he the goes, fact that, you know, he's like, if I cry enough and say you're being mean, that she'll change. What I actually thought was really interesting here is she's going, what, 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 what do you want me to do? And, he, you, and he's saying exactly what he wants us to do. And he's, she's like, I can't help. And actually, that was really interesting because she got really close to a deeper truth than they usually do. She didn't just say, I don't want to. She's like, I can't. And he actually does need to recognize that in her. I think he is capable of not needing to know where she is every minute. She physically is not. Did you recognize that? Because I recognize that as a panic attack. Yeah. yeah. Which is not a, and and we don't have to to use that word again because it's really triggering for me. But I really... I recognized in that moment, and I think we've been saying this from the from the beginning. She is she is deeply, deeply ill and unwell, yeah. and is someone who I think really needs to be probably hospitalized. But why couldn't he listen to her when she's saying I can't? Because he's twenty three years old. Yeah, yeah. But she can't. That's the thing. You can't choose to not be unwell. And her, it's not jealousy issues. And and the way the show is sort of portrayed is like, oh, here we go. Here come the waterworks to exert more control. It wasn't that at all. I don't think that no. that's what they were doing, Robin. She, she I think cannot they, not be jealous. I, I think that they were purposely 
trying to reveal that in that moment and highlighting that this is actually a physical panic fear response mm. for her. I was it's not that... just about emotional manipulation. No. This is much, much deeper than that. And that's why of the two of them, he is the more sinister. Because I, even though he he has his own abrandament issues, I don't think it's the same. And this week, we kind of really got a picture, like, we were always unsure, like, had her parents just gone off to work somewhere? Is that No, they just fucked off. They just fucked off. I still or at least don't... she... Right. Right. That's I... how she feels about it, which sure. is the important thing. That's her understanding of it, which is, which is what's important. And I agree with you. I mean, he at least has a mom to be angry at or has a mom to resent, yeah. right? She doesn't have an outlet for any of no. that. That's just the way it is. Um, j- just to move to a slightly lighter topic, yeah. have you have you ever attended a Catholic Mass before? I have attended a Catholic Mass. I haven't attended a Catholic Mass in a country like that that goes on for like six hours where I just have to stare at a priest. Like, if it had been the hot priest out of Fleabag, maybe you could stare at him for six hours, but I don't... <sighs> I don't know how you can look at a priest for six hours. I love him. I saw him on... This is this is one of the gayest things I've ever done in my life. But I saw Andrew Scott. I wish I could remember which play it was, but I, I saw Andrew Scott on stage in a Noel Coward play. So those things lined up, yeah. like, is pretty... It's wonderful. Jake from Reality Gaze actually sent me... Um, an advert for a double bill that Andrew Scott is doing with um, Paul Mescal, the okay. guy from, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I can't wait. I can't wait. It's probably going to take four hours and $8 million to get tickets, but I'm going to try. Well, I would love to attend that with you because they're both very talented young men. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even, the, the great thing You don't thing really about, care about the talent though, do you? To different I care talent. about the talent. <laughs> I care a lot about the talent. What I will say is that, uh, hard recommendation, if you are able to come to London, it's getting a little bit trickier now, but one of the wonderful things about this city is that you can see incredibly talented actors on stage for not that much money. That is true. Now, in some cases, West End prices match Broadway prices. It's very rare. Um, Usually the West End shows that come up now, musicals in particular, I could go on about this forever. I'm not going to, but sorry, can I, if I could just finish my point. Um, There are, DM me the next time you're coming to London. If you are a theater person, I'll tell you what to do and where to seek these tickets. I can tell you that there is about a 60% chance that the actors involved will at one point be completely naked. (laughs) I I don't know why the script should call for it. Um, I've seen Rupert Everett naked. I've seen Ben Wishaw naked. I've seen... Oh, no, actually, no, Ben Wishaw was in his underwear. Um, <laughs> I've seen quite a few um, certainly famous for England or England famous 
actors who are also very good looking naked. And I don't mean that just in a purely prurient way, but um, yeah. It's a nice bonus, isn't it? It's a nice, but I'll tell you who fully clothed is an absolute stunner that I didn't expect. Mm. Matthew McFadden. Oh, yeah. Is gorgeous. McFadden. McFadden, excuse me. Yeah. Is absolutely gorgeous in person it really is blue eyes it knocks you over and he's also quite tall Mm. which um but i saw him honey voice his voice is everything i didn't see him in uh whatever the play he was in with kim cattrall but i saw them at joe allen (laughs) after and i mean she's one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen Mm. Um, and he is just stunning, which honestly I don't think comes across as much on TV. You're making me nervous, so I'm assuming that means it's time to move on. Um, <laughs> what did I do? It's just your eyes are always darting everywhere. It's like you put me here because you say you want to be able to look at me, but then you don't actually look at me. You look <laughs> at the screen and then kind of days in and out, which is fine. That's well within your right, but I'm, you it's a, know... It's a technical thing. Little it's a technical thing. bit nervous here. I'm just making sure that people can hear you. Okay, so, um, moving very... Any, any further thoughts on Brandan and Mary and the... and Jesus? Was there anyone in the crowd of the church that you would have looked at? Do you see any hotties? See, I have this thing where... Isn't the whole point of going to church? It's people watching mainly. Oh yeah, no, there's the religion stuff too. But one of the joys of religious services for me, for a heathen like me, is I love the people watching. When I found out that Stephen Colbert taught Sunday school, (laughs) my basement flooded. (laughs) Okay. I would have... Loved that. For those of you that are not aware, I I was um, born Catholic, but have since moved over one in the Abrahamic religion triangle (laughs) to Judaism. Um, So yeah, that's where that comes from. Uh, Did I people watch at church? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially rich people church because. You got to get the gossip. You got to see yeah. who's talking. I even, can, can we be honest? Like most religious ceremonies, 95% of it is just repetition, right? There's only so many times, and Judaism's the worst for this. There's only, I mean, I, look, it may be the same case in Islam. I don't speak the language, so I'm not really sure. Um, but there's only so many times you can hear that God is great, right? Again uh, and again, you and know again, that we're again. You know again. that we're approaching Avinu Malkeinu. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Sorry, that was slightly out of. Yeah, High Holy Days coming up. Great. I will let be us know thrilled. if you celebrate. I'll be thrilled to discover how great God is, and that there is only one, and it's just the same stuff again and again. So largely you tune that shit out because like yeah i've got that message all right great and then you just look at people see i love it because it soothes my brain the repetition and the ritual soothes my brain i love the sound i love the sound of prayer yeah yeah um 
we had a hot priest at my church who left the priesthood because he fell in love with a woman from our congregation. And then they both left in disgrace. Yeah. Yes. And he was age, and she was age appropriate before you say anything. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anyway, on to 90 Day Before the 90. This is Season 6, Episode 12, Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. What would be in your field of dreams? It wouldn't be the pug, uh, because she'd just be barking at everything. Um, Cables, probably. Yeah, like, yeah, a big field. sea of disorganized where they grow. Cables. I'd like to one day go where they grow in the wild. Are you forget, familiar with the uh, spaghetti tree? Yes. Would you like to tell the dear that this is a particularly beautiful, quirky Britishism of how dumb we are in this country? You go ahead. Okay. Um, it was, was it an April Fool? Yes. I think it was an April Fool. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 60s, mm-hmm. yeah, um, <laughs> where they told a whole bunch of people uh, and, and filmed, it was like Vox Pops kind of things. Like, they went out into the streets and told people um, that um, they, they, they were kind of, it's so hard to articulate, you really need to see it. Look it up, you'll find it on YouTube, Spaghetti Troop. But they, they essentially told people, like, how spaghetti was grown. Right, yeah, and they showed people footage of. I think it was a spaghetti plant. I don't think it was a spaghetti tree, but I believe it was a tree. All right, you would know better than there's me. There's a chain of restaurants called Spaghetti Tree, and I'm pretty sure it's because of that. But um, and all these people absolutely fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. But they went to look really quite, you know, big lengths to to mock up these trees with spaghetti just growing growing off them um but for a long time like people around the country and 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 it wasn't just the people that they filmed like everyone at home believed this it was like a bit like a war of the worlds thing you remember like with war of the worlds how everyone thought it was real and there was a real alien invasion right because yeah um spaghetti tree did the same thing in britain that that, like the whole country um was like because we didn't really understand those italians who knows and for a while everyone thought that spaghetti actually just grew on trees. I think your mom still thinks that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she still got spaghetti from the 60s in her cupboard. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, but for me, I like to believe that cables are beautiful, natural, organic things and they grow in the wild. Well, I'd hate to disabuse you of that notion. Which couple is 
this relating to, Field of Dreams? Who's the titular couple this week? I don't know because none of the... I, I think they just, just slapped movies, these movie titles. I don't think it has anything no to do with anything. There's no reason behind them? Okay. No, right. not really. Right. Um, so the episode summary we have is Riley attempts to reconcile with Violet. I'm shocked that that's not in all quotes. Yeah. Uh, Gino like is... every single word of that. Yeah. yeah. Gino is ready for a baby. Cleo seeks guidance. I, again. <laughs> yep. Is he though? Yeah. Cleo seeks guidance from the stars. Nicola struggles to come clean to his family. Mm, again. Mm. Statler tries to repair her fragile relationship with Dempsey. Sheila's son is wary of David. Well, that's a funny way of putting it. Yeah. I wasn't aware he was wary. But should, right. we start, should we start with them? They went to the beach. Yeah, in, in fun omnibus style, um, no need to mass. Look... This show in particular, and both of these other shows, I, I feel they kind of go over the same stuff every week, right? So there's only like one or two kind of things that are of particular interest. Um, what was your takeaway from from David and Sheila here? Like, I feel that we're just pretty much trapped in the same kind of thing here. Oh, I don't know. I thought there was a huge... I mean, I got quite... I was quite touched by the fact that that David realized pretty quickly that the best way to bond with him is to play slap hands and make him laugh. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm that saying. That was really for, touching. For me, like, yeah. that's the only thing really worth focusing on <laughs> for them, you know, at the moment, because I don't want to get into the whole money thing, because I feel we've kind of done that and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But that was gorgeous. John Real And that whole, it, it's just, people are people, so why should it be? Yeah. You and I should get along so awfully. John Real Goneril. has a very has a very shady face yeah I, um, I quite like him for that i do too yeah and i i am sorry that i i'm sure i've called him goneril before um it's it's shakespearean it's it, good. it is shakespearean um uh, yeah, he does like you can't buy him with like a train set or whatever he got what did he get I don't know. It was it was some toy, but he wasn't. He didn't seem he to wasn't give a shit about that. And look, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's seen an American movie or watched American TV before. I think what he thinks is they're proposing is: Do you want to go to this place that's far away from everything that you know and love? Yeah. Well, no, a kid's not gonna. Can you imagine? Like, imagine. If we suggested to Alfie mm -hmm. that we move to a country that he was unfamiliar with or had no baseline understanding of. No, he'd be completely horrified. Even if it was made of candy, like wherever we were going, all of it was made of candy. He, he'd still be suspicious. Well, yeah. What's the candy like? He wouldn't That's, be up yeah, for that. Yeah, he wouldn't be um, Anyway, let's move but also, on. Also, like John Earl's only experience of America up to this point has been David. <laughs> so you could understand, like, do you want to come and live in a country where everyone is deaf and like me? Because that's perhaps the only experience he's had. I don't know. 
Yeah. I think, like, he might just be like, no, that sounds incredibly alienating, and I'll stay here. Thank you very much. But... We all know who the boss is, and we know who's running the show, and it doesn't matter at all what he thinks. No. Um... So, Riley and Violet, again, this is just, this is a couple that I'm not trying to, (sighs) there are couples who I don't enjoy, and then there are couples who actively bother me on such a visceral level that it's not healthy for me to watch their segments in their entirety and I, I, I said this engage week, with them. He's now surpassed Bilal, right? I don't know if he's... No, because I think Bilal, Bilal is far more sinister because Bilal, Bilal and Riley both think that they're good guys yeah, and they think that they are, uh, you know number one stunners what 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 and that they have so much to offer women mm-hmm. but the similarities end there because Bilal is a salesman right. and Riley is not Bilal can adjust his yeah his manner to the audience whereas Riley is military yes and so he gets what he wants through force. Yes, correct. And through demands. Yeah. And through, and the, and the only language that he understands is screaming. Yeah. I will carpet bomb this relationship until I get the answer to that question. But he doesn't even want the answer to the question. I mean, it no, just, he he doesn't because he, if she replied in any way, it wouldn't do anything. But he is enjoying the fact that she won't answer because it gives him the right to be the offended party. He gets off on that. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, he absolutely loves it. He hates taking accountability for the only reason he's he's ever taken accountability or appeared to take accountability is because are you getting up or not? Is because he was expecting. <laughs> an apology from her yeah right he didn't even listen to the advice of the tour guide the wise mystical tour guide who i still believe wasn't real (laughs) i believe he was having a drink by himself in that bar and he just imagined the are you gonna do the celery I'm really hungry. That's okay. Everyone understands. Um, I would suggest you all skip forward 30 seconds if you're misophobic. Um, however, if you're into incredible AMSR? ASMR. ASMR um, noises, then I was enjoying the sound of this celery through headphones earlier. Put the microphone back and let them hear. It's incredible. But do tune out if you hate this. find it very satisfying take a bite on the new one let's get no, a full no, crunch it's getting weird it's not getting weird i'm not asking you to sit on a cake or something someone can pay for it all right okay on the patreon let all us right. know if you want that um <laughs> i did want to say one thing about them yeah 
and now it's kind of gone. But like, nah, to hell with them. To hell with them in every way. Forget it. I don't think these people need to be together. Um, I have slight, I have a slightly higher opinion of her because she's not so, I don't know. She's a bit of an asshole too. Let's be honest. They're not, they're not a good match and it's, and when somebody brings out the worst in someone else, it's just not that fun to watch. No, it's awful. But the fact that he cannot leave that thing well enough alone, it's just weird as hell. It's bizarre. It's very... Every time you and, think... But yet, and yet it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been... It's difficult, though. I, I've been... Uh, full disclosure, I've... I've been an inpatient in hospitals before and I have had the the great pleasure and privilege of being a, a patient in groups with a heavy American military presence and this isn't because I tried they were they weren't working I'll I'll put it that way they they were there because they were brave enough to have asked for help yeah um and it's very common um, that they kind of they develop, and, and and hopefully this is resonating with with uh, military listeners. Thank you for your service, by the way. Um, hopefully this resonates, and it doesn't sound like it's a bad thing. But it's a it's an insular enough world that they develop a shorthand for communications that they all understand. Okay, not not just for the purposes of of a mission or yeah, for yeah, yeah, combat yeah. Or, or intelligence or any of those things but, but even just in interpersonal even socially yeah, and interpersonally yeah. Yeah. yeah and when you're when you operate outside of that it it feels extremely uh, confronting is the is the best word that I can come up Curt with and abrasive yeah and yeah. and I had to kind of learn to listen in a different way um to to people right. who were military right. and they had to learn a completely different right. language in in therapy and that was a really fascinating thing to watch yeah. and 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 what i just to sprinkle a bit of like i don't know happy warm fuzzies into this it it really was the privilege of of a lifetime to see people come through and and have breakthroughs with post traumatic stress not yeah. that there's a cure or anything like that but to see people come in in one condition and and have the these incredible insights after after seeing some things that yeah None of us could ever. What I want to say is, I know we're in a. I know we're speaking primarily to an American audience, and I know that we're in a very polarized political climate, and we don't talk about that a lot. No. But I, I want those of you like me who were raised very apart from military operations and people who who were in the military and military families to. To take a breath and 
you know, have some understanding and compassion for the things that we don't see. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of suffering behind what you do see and behind Mm -hmm. sort of propaganda and the brave face and and all the rest. Or or the flip side, you know, because I'm, I'm... Perhaps more here than in America, we see the flip side of the military and they're almost demonized, you know? Yeah. But you are made to be that way. You know, no one joins the military, or I'd be surprised if many do, wanting to, you know. No, and and a lot of people here make a big fuss about Remembrance Day and how, uh, you know, it's awful and we we shouldn't care about what happened a hundred years ago and the the Mm. point of remembrance day Mm. is so that we don't enter these conflicts again and it is also honoring more recent veterans who are still suffering and who still need our help i I like to think no one wants to enter a conflict less than the people who might get shot during them um what i will say though on that topic and again it's not something i'm an expert in but the 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 fact that this is staged in vietnam and they've been to like the kind of military museum or whatever you know it it is interesting to me and 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 the fact that he cannot accept not getting an answer to this question right it it there is something vietnamy about it um something nixonesque about it this idea but, but the whole thing with Vietnam is America never lost a war, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's why it dragged on and on and on because the idea of I'm so sorry that I have not silenced my phone, little Alfie, trying to call. Um, that's what this is. This is his own Vietnam. He's he's embroiled in something because he cannot accept a loss. He cannot let it go, even though. Both sides are just getting destroyed. But what it really is, I I totally agree with you. And it's not it's not just the non-acceptance of of the loss. It's that he knows that he's wrong. Hmm. And until someone absolves him of that, he can't he he can never get over it. Yeah. And he will forever be to put a button on this segment, he will forever be hearing adagio for strings in his head <laughs> well. when he thinks about this time in his life. And I don't even mean that in a flippant way. I mean, I think I think you're so right. I think that we've talked before in our Sister Wives segment about the, the Wuthering Heights Award for environmental... Yeah. exposition right and yeah and yeah there is something to that and I, and actually for those of you i'm i'm worried that i'm anticipating that there might be a knee-jerk reaction to that of like oh stereotype blah 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 no there is i looked into doing a master's so this is a thing i looked into doing a master's in um the politics of space post-conflict so how people experience a a space after a war after a bombing after any sort of traumatic event happened so there's lots of people writing papers on chernobyl obviously and um and Nagasaki and yeah. places and even places where natural disasters happened mm-hmm. you know there is 
there is something in the air. We yeah, can, it we can't deny the energy that lingers there, ah. and I think yeah, that's a it's a really interesting way to. So thank you for that, Robin. Thank you very much, and I'm sorry that Alfie interrupted us with his little phone call. And I'm sorry that our dog will never stop barking. And uh, you know, we are looking into that. If you're interested, yeah. um, on to let's get some relief with Misha. 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 Misha, stop barking, Misha, please. Misha, who knew that I would be the attractive one in my family, Misha? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> you got Uncle Fester, Brother Fester, Cousin Fester. That is, uh, that is a not brilliant, and they're all like in their 20s. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a not great gene pool. No. Uh, f- to be fishing in no and yet there she is fishing fishing yeah. and i was uh, what did you make of the fact i thought that they wanted to follow in jesus's path he didn't fish he just got some bread you're totally wrong about that yeah what did i make of no i was gonna well i was gonna correct you and say there was this whole big long thing about fishing and jesus and he brought out nets and stuff like that. But then I realized I shouldn't be lecturing you because I don't remember the end of that story. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I, I mean, we're not, I'm not talking about loaves and fishes. Everybody knows that one. There's the story that, that Nicola was referring to was there was somebody who was fishing and like they were rubbish at fishing and they never brought home anything, and then Jesus helped them out. Sure. But I don't remember how that story <laughs> ended. Um, yeah, so look, this story ended Misha, with Misha. don't wear that, Misha! Misha getting a skinned knee, Misha. Misha, you scraped your knee. You are dying now, Misha. You have gone septic now, Misha. What are we going to do? <laughs> he didn't give a shit, did he? Do- no, she, he was losing his mind. She was the one who didn't care. Well, she's bleeding out there. Also, what what can cause? Um, I am going to just ask you very kindly. What? I didn't do anything. No, it's not you. But these poor listeners, could you wrap your cable around yeah. the mic stand or something? Because if I'm looking panicked, it's because the dogs are basically pulling at it and it sounds okay. like this. Anchors, can you... No. Step over. No. I ain't going nowhere. I th- I feel that like you need me right now. I know. I sort of do. Okay. All right. So, look. Thanks, everyone, for putting up with all of our stuff and nonsense today. It's the rapture great. All right. So, look, Misha, Misha, had, now I recognized that. Um, that's a very Midwestern female trait of basically having your bone hanging out of your knee and all the sinew <laughs> yeah, and is, then yeah. going, it's fine. What are you talking about? I'm yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, so I she was fine. I don't understand why she put the bandaid on horizontally when the wound was vertical, but we'll let that go. We'll let that uh, go. She's used to just letting it air dry, Robin. That's why. <sighs> okay. The, the bulldog's now on the lap. The bulldog's on the lap. Um, I still don't understand this couple. I will never understand this couple. I I do, because now I've met the mother. (laughs) 
the the son makes an awful lot of sense now. Like the mother was, he was right. He was like, my mother will be rude to you. And she really was. <laughs> like this is a family trait, right? They're very frigid. I... Sorry, oh you guys. I my nerves are threadbare at this stage. I, I'm I'm doing my best. Okay, now look. The extent of my experience with Arab and Israeli households is that I have never received anything less than the welcome of that one might give visiting royalty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been fed. So I'm stuffed, I've been kissed, I've been hugged, yeah. I've been loved, yeah. cherished, exalted. Oh, this is across not, the board. This is not a racial thing at all, because that's my experience too. No, I'm uh, but what I'm saying is I'm confused. I have never encountered no, this before. Me neither. I have uh, look, never encountered the this. The food was on point. The, right? Well, the food looked incredible. The, it yeah. looked incredible. But the warm I like it. We are famous for our hospitality. I'm like, yeah, but not just the food guy. There's the the milk of human kindness is served with that food, right? Yeah. There's a reason that he is that way, and it is his mother. <laughs> yeah. She he's... is hard work. I genuinely expected his mother to, and again, not to be whatever about it, but I genuinely expected his mother to be a corpse with a wig on, <laughs> a la Norman Bates. Yes, fine. I mean, I know we'd seen her before, uh-huh. but that well, could easily you, have been yeah, a, an actress, but you know? You, you saw Norman Bates in the wig before, right? Yeah. Right? That's the thing. And it's only later on that you realize it's Norman Bates in a wig. Yeah. And we definitely saw them in the same shot. <laughs> Could See, it have been Uncle Fester in a way? He might have been playing all of his brothers. Like Eddie too. Murphy in one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, My favorite bit was, um, no, I don't, I don't want to ex- ex- uh, tell the story to my, what the fuck, dude? <sighs> I mean, like, at some point, you get up and walk out. Again, this she's a little Riley-esque in this regard. It's like, give up. Give up already. What are you marrying into here? It's not like... I mean... What's the benefit? She could find... She could find a homely man <laughs> with a job... Yeah. ...who is Catholic... Yeah. That would accept her. And her kids. And her kids. Like, she hasn't done anything. It's it's odd. Um, well, I guess she's had sex. Let's move closer to home in the north of England. Okay. 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 Let's talk about Statler. And Dempsey. Dempsey. 
I can't do any voices, let alone British ones. Um, Statler continues to be the MVP. She is a glistening jewel on the face of television. Can I tell a story about the Yorkshire accent? Uh, Please. When, (laughs) so one of my friends has a very, has a daughter who can best be described as precocious. Um, You know the one, blonde curly ringlets. Certainly do. Um, She's, when she was very, very little, she used to, (laughs) she had this dollhouse and they would, the dolls would get into like spectacular fights. Wow. And she would put on this, this working class Yorkshire accent. Okay. And this is, this is a girl who is born and raised in London and as far as I'm aware has had no exposure. Like her dad's family, ultra posh, mom's mm. family are from Essex. There's zero exposure right. to this accent. Mm-hmm. And one time she's got the dolls like on top of the house and one of them knocks the other one over and I'm and I'm like oh my gosh what happened and she goes i don't know and i don't care wow <laughs> and she was like she went four. full town center casey this beautiful angel well town center casey's liverpool isn't she yeah, she's maybe, not yorkshire but, but fine but uh, and of course this is derbyshire we're talking about no. Is it not? Is it? Oh, God. Dempsey's in North Yorkshire, isn't she? Is she? I'm so sorry, If y'all. we've got all that wrong, forgive we, us. We it's not up... like we think everywhere out of London's the No, but it's because of 90 Day there's UK. Too, there's, there's too many bloody shows, is what yeah. it is. There's just too many shows. Anyway, this... Should I put the psychos in the... Uh kitchen yeah. just so that we can hear ourselves i'll we're be right really back. sorry listeners we've tried and we're back and the dogs are in the kitchen i had a right run in with someone in the park today over dogs oh it made me cross we don't have to tell the story so dempsey's upset about the statler being in contact with her ex and the plan to stay in a hotel in london that never happened yeah statler's explanation of this is this lady asked and she said no yeah so the the sin here is just being in contact with the, with your ex is that it i mean i wouldn't i've got to say when when visiting other countries is involved, it's not unusual. Like my ex was right. visiting a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, and I'll freely admit there's a little bit of me which has the Brandon gene, <laughs> um, just because you know Michelle is very very beautiful woman, um, and and who wouldn't? Um, but. Yeah, I would never say anything to you. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like the fact. Oh, is- with that ex, you should have been afraid. You should have told me not to go. I mean, I didn't go, but there's a reason I didn't go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should I be afraid from your side or his, his, his side? <sighs> Stop it. Dogs are in the kitchen, but I can still eat. Um, 
yeah, like, you've got to allow that, haven't you? That's fine. If it's somebody unseen, they're in the country, even if you did used to, you know. Well, I wouldn't feel, I think I would want an explanation if the hotel plan were followed through, but I wouldn't, I don't understand how it was relevant. Like, I don't, I don't think she was lying by omission or hiding anything. And the big thing, you know, from Dempsey's standpoint was like, oh, why are you hiding? That's quite good, Dempsey. (laughs) Got it right that time. Why? What more could you be hiding? (laughs) Yeah. Like, we don't all hide things all the time from everyone. Well. We all have thoughts. We all have fear. Like, it's called civilization that you keep some of that shit to yourself, right? If you say everything that goes on in your head, you are insane. What I took took umbrage with was that Dempsey was upset about this thing that never happened. Yeah. And she also said that she just wanted to live in the moment and but also be in a serious committed relationship and also like it doesn't she wants to live in the moment but also reflect on the fact that statler has cheated in the past yeah yeah and make a big deal about like if to you this is a live in the moment thing and then and then she said she said we should we should live in the moment now and then reflect and then go home and reflect on our time together. Does absence make the heart fonder? But she didn't even introduce that. It was just, it was just, let's do some reflecting. And I'm like, all right, well, first of all, know who you're dealing with on that score because I have been in that what the worst thing one of the worst thing that's ever happened to me and again I recognize this now as a as a neurospicy person right my ex broke up with me while I was on holiday but he was in a different place so like I was on vacation and he was some he was like somewhere else Mm -hmm. so imagine it's the beginning of my vacation and i have to spend the entire vacation spiraling and thinking about yeah because i didn't really it was we hadn't really formally ended things it was just he sort of said um that he had a familial love for me, but that he wasn't in love with me. And he did this over the phone like a brave man always does, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I was just thinking that poor Statler is like, Dempsey leaves for work in the morning, and poor Statler's there in the middle of nowhere, just spiraling. Yeah. That in was that, really where shitty. Where are we? What are we? Yeah. What am I do? Like, am I single now? And am I am I yeah. in a relationship? Like, what is going on? It was awful. And and we were talking about it at the time. And you're like, well, she does have to go to work, and I'm like, her work is in the field outside the caravan, and she hasn't popped in all day just to check that Statler hasn't, you know, dis- melted in a pool of tears. It was awful. I yeah, I thought I felt that that was a bit. 
she has the ability to shut off her emotions Cruel. and be quite cold. Yeah, she does. She does. She does. But that's. But what, I'm not anti Dempsey. I just want to be clear. No, I'm sure. Look, I'm. I'm sure she's a lovely person. She's not. She's not someone who leads with her heart. And I think that she also doesn't really know what she wants. I would just like to reframe the assumption of this relationship that uh, Statler is desperate, right? I'd like to reframe it as Dempsey isn't ready. I would like to reframe Dempsey isn't ready as Dempsey is attracted to decisive people or or people who know what they want because she has never really known what she wanted um when you are a like a, a very red flag for me is, is when anybody says in the context of a relationship uh when you've after you've said i love you and the other person said, I love you back. And the other person says, let's just enjoy the moment. Yeah. And then see where it goes. Once no, you've declared me, love, I love you, you, is, yeah. You, you, yeah. you don't walk that back. No, I that also, train is off the tracks. I also wrote down that Statler talked about how, you know, they've been talking for seven months. She doesn't, she doesn't want to move backward and she doesn't want to move at the pace of a dead snail. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, if anyone knows a dead snail, it's Statler. It's Statler. Yeah. That's got to be in her buggy collection. I'd have thought so. I mean, snails aren't bugs, but they're bug adjacent. I'd love to know. Statler, let us know. Do you like snails? Do you like snails? I, I quite like them. Yeah. I don't like them on my plants, but I don't like do horrible things to them our, to get them away. I try to... Our Frenchie Inky had an ongoing relationship with a snail called Stephen, didn't he? Yeah. He was in love with this snail. Yeah. He never... Was his little friend. He would... Uh, Inky would sort of chomp at most things, but he would just give little kisses to Stephen. <laughs> he loved Stephen. I love Stephen. That was so sweet. He's my friend. Um, all right. Yeah, so hopefully... Again, I don't I don't think these two are a good match. What I'd like to see I have no idea how that happened. How did they get out? I closed the door behind me and now they're here. Anyway, all right. um all right. So Christian and Cleo. Yeah. The redemption of Christian. Just when you thought sense had dawned. Another chance is given, and another chance is given, and he gets to play the wounded party, and I can't watch it! That was really... Ugh, I don't even... I just, it was so righteous before, right? She had him banged to rights, and it's so hard to watch. Yeah, I was kind of... I have a hard time. I, I I think unfortunately this is a, this is we've talked before about how Cleo makes herself small. Cleo is reluctant and hesitant to take up space, 
and whatever confident attitude she adopts at any point in time is not real confidence. No. Um, it's a it's something that's tried on, which makes it even more unfortunate that they're trying on like yeah. costumes and the next thing. I I hate this. He's leading her on. He is in no way attracted to her. And going into this exercise... Now, look, if I had to be as fair and impartial as humanly possible, I would say it's nice that he at least entertained the astrologer, right? Before we get to that, I just want to do the dress-up thing, right? Yeah. And... Uh, in uh, who gets the award for the Wuthering Heights um, pathetic fallacy environmental expression? Like, was it Riley in Vietnam or was it Christian in the dress-up shop? Because that's what he's been doing for this entire season, right? Yeah. Yeah, again, he's just wearing a mask, pretending to be someone he's not. Like, he's been dressing up all the way through. And I just thought that was really interesting. It's like, what can I be today? It's a... All of this is just an audition for his stand-up show and the Netflix special that he thinks he's getting. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's... He is awful. Yeah. Um, so I the did, as- Yeah, go on. I'm ashamed of this, but I did... I did find it funny when she was crying about the astrology chart you know not being a good match because i just only only because of the situation like i well it was absurd listeners our our listeners of of uh of a long time will will be aware that i that i read tarot cards at parties and that i used to be an online psychic and i learned i put that in quotes because yeah something i'll talk about another time but I would never go into a situation, particularly with a client that I understood was already in a in a bit of a state. Yeah. And kinda say to them, Oh yeah, this one's fucked. Deliver the, the death blow <laughs> like that. You can talk about things like that in other ways. For example, if you see something in the cards or in the chart or whatever your tool you're using that says these, or if indeed the story that the client tells you, you is one of these two people shouldn't be together, you can say, you can leave them. You that have way. a lot of challenges mm. to overcome mm. to be together, but if you really care about each other, you have every chance of succeeding. What you don't say, <laughs> what you don't say is the entire force of the universe is aligned to say... Yeah, bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. No wonder she burst into tears. I mean, she's genuinely thinking now that, you know, planets are shifting their orbit to tell her she's an idiot. Oh, bless. Yeah, God bless her. God bless her. Um, but yeah, it was... It, in a weird way, it wasn't an overreaction, right? Because no reader has ever said that before. <laughs> She was no. probably just shocked. I'm sure she was. Yeah. It's real it's so awful. But then was that a real reading? Or Especially was it? no, look, because 
she Cleo takes this stuff very seriously because mm. it's what she uses to understand people. Like I said, this is astrology is really a language for understanding personality types, archetypes, and the patterns of our lives and our development. And if you're really interested, have a look at the at the work of Liz Green. That's G R E E N E. She's a Jungian uh, psych- psychologist and psychoanalyst. Um, as in having studied or been taught in the in the, the Carl school Jung of, School yeah. of Psychology, but she has a fantastic and really accessible way of explaining the nexus between psychology and astrology, and it is it's really really fascinating if that's an area of interest for you. So have a look at that. What I have learned is that it is particularly useful for people on the autism spectrum. It is, and I was drawn to it without even knowing it. That's what's so funny is I was drawn... I've been talking about ghosts and aliens and tarot cards and the paranormal since I was 12. I mean, way before that. I started reading the cards when I was like 13, 14, 15, but I... My entryway into the paranormal was the story about the girl who always wore a ribbon around her neck and then someone took yeah, it yeah, off yeah, and her yeah. head fell off. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That is my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense, right? Like if if you struggle to read people mm-hmm. and to understand things for what they are, or you read things in that aren't necessarily there or whatever, like interpersonal relationships are a challenge mm-hmm. to someone on that spectrum. And the way you explain it, it's it's just a language for understanding the world. Well, when normal language doesn't work for you, and reading facial expressions and stuff doesn't work for you in the same way that it does for a neurotypical person, like things like that are a gift. So definitely don't shit on things like that. And particularly for you know, some people have a greater need for it than perhaps others. But, but that's I totally why, get why it meant that much to her. The the reason I do it at parties is because it helps i find it very difficult to start Mm. like first of all i can't do small talk and secondly it's a great way to get to know people and get into kind of deep conversations because people want to people like talking about themselves and they want to know more about themselves and how they appear in the world. And it's a great, it's it's a great way of doing that. I think, you know, where you get into trouble is when you start spending money on things that you don't need and you start relying on any person's advice, uh, at the, and, and, when he started being what's the name with Johan? Yeah. Yeah. Danielle and Danielle. Johan. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a length that I wouldn't go to, but then I have... Someday I'll devote an entire podcast to my spiritual journey and all the things I learned and, and all of that have, stuff. Have we got anyone left? We have Gino and Jasmine. Of course. And um, the little papa. <laughs> can can I say what I think and you say what you think and then we'll uh-huh. just be done with it because yeah. I am really hungry. And it's the omnibus. And it's the omnibus. So look, Gino wants to I think Gino likes the idea of being a dad uh and 
he wouldn't recognize her children as his, even if he was, for yeah. all intents and purposes, their father figure, um, because of how he's designed. Now, the smart thing to do would be to really understand who Jasmine is as a mother before making that commitment with her. Um, and also, you know, really putting effort into bonding with her children. Yeah, but we haven't seen the children because they don't appear on camera. And apparently they are there with her, or she said, so just because you don't see them doesn't make... And I'm like, okay, this whole storyline doesn't work. It doesn't work because there are children. And if you're not going to show me how Gino is interacting with these children then I don't want to have the conversation about the children that he wants, which aren't these children. I disagree with that. Okay. On the basis that the one smart decision, the two smart decisions that she has made in the course of this relationship are one, not to get pregnant. Yeah. And two, not to bring her, not to put her children on camera. Yeah. Because they don't, Oh no! They I'm not, can't make that decision. I am independently. more than happy for the children, but I don't. But I just think it's really weird to like edit out the conversations they must be having about how he feels about her children before. Like the conversations with Kenny and Armando make sense because Hannah is there, and you you can see whether or not Hannah is, you know, I'm doing air things enough, right? Yeah. But I, there is this great big gap in the middle of their story, and. Just looking at the the stroke around the shape is weird for me. I, I it's just it's flipping weird. Okay, that's fair. I understand that. Yeah. Um let us know what you think. Write to us, Blady Day Fiance at gmail.com. Hit us up on the socials, Instagram and Twitter at Blighty Day, that's B-L-I-G-H-T-Y-D-A-Y. Join our Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays, B-L-I-G-H-T-Y-D-A-Y-B-A-E-S. Find us on the Patreon. On Patreon, we will be covering Sister Wives. We will be covering Plathville in in this same omnibus format. Yeah, Fundibus. Fundibus. We will... Also, be covering Love Is Blind UK come oh the boy. end of December or September. Very Only excited. Only if I get to tell my Matt Willis stories. Um, you will not tell your Matt Willis stories in the event that we can get an interview from someone. But I know a certain <laughs> cousin of ours who would be very interested in Matt Willis stories. Now, uh, one last final before we go. Uh, Kadoos and thank yous to our social media director, Peggy Ann, to our producer, Cousin Dan, and massive felicitaciones and congratulations to um, Cousin Dan's daughter, baby cousin. Uh, I'm not going to say her name because she's a minor because she got into sixth form. Yay! Celebrate that! 
we celebrate you, baby cousin. We love you. And we're so pleased for you and so excited for you and your proud parents. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Come at us. Don't forget if there's something that you want us to celebrate that is neither a hatch nor a match nor a dispatch. Lightydayfiance at gmail.com. Yes. You can also find me. I'm on Facebook and uh, I should probably open a new Instagram just for me, but you can DM me on Facebook at Michelle Snark. There you are. We're very findable. Come and have a chit chat. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for suffering the rat. Yep, that's all. Dinner time. (laughs) See you soon. See you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.